Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good all the time. Amen. I'm sure we are all excited to waiting for the new year to set in. We give God all the glory and adoration. I'm going to read the scripture from the book of uh, Psalm 136. This psalm is, uh, is in two parts. While we'll be reading one part, I want you to mute your mic and read the conclusion part of every verse in your home. I will read in from the book of Psalm 136. Verse one. I want everybody to move, move their mic while you read part two of this psalm in your home. Amen. Psalm one, maybe. So I go move video. You move all your mic. Move all your mic. Move all your mic, please. Move all your mic. Move all your mic, please. God bless you. Thank you. Verse one, mute all your mic, please. So this thanks to the Lord. Please mute all your mic. Mute all your mic. Thanks to the Lord for His good, for His mercy and your Mute your mic, please. Mute your mic. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's good. For his mercy and Oh, give thanks to God of God for his mercy and forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his mercy and forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy and forever. To him whom by wisdom made the heavens for his mercies endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters for his mercies, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day for his mercies endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endures forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever. With strong hand and with outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever. To him who divided the rest sea in two, for his mercies endures forever. And he made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his mercies endures forever. By overthrowing Pharaoh and his army in the rest sea, for his mercies endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercies endures forever. To him who struck down great kings for his mercies endures forever, and slew famous kings for his mercies endures forever. Sion, king of Amorite, for his mercies endures forever, and Og, king of Bashan, for his mercies 
endureth forever and gave their land as a heritage for his mercies endureth forever. A heritage to Israel is servant for his mercies endureth forever. Who remember us in a lowly state for his mercy endureth forever and rescue us from enemies, from our enemies for his mercies endureth forever. Who gives food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. His mercy shall never cease in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. As we move into the new year, his mercy will continue to endure us forever over us in Jesus' name. God Amen. bless you for the word of God. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want us to give thanks unto the Lord for his mercies that endures over our lives. Just open your mouth and say thank you for your mercy because it is by your mercy that we are alive at this time. It is by your mercy that we are able to see the last hour of 2020 and we are crossing over to 2021. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy that endures for us, for your mercy that endures for us. It is by your mercy, Lord. We just want to say thank you for everything that you have been to us. You have been, oh Lord, our provider, the present help in every need throughout 2020. You have been our healer. You have been the one, O oh Lord, that looks after us all the time. Jehovah, we are grateful. We want to say thank you, Lord. We want to say thank you, O oh Lord, for your deliverance throughout 2020. We want to thank you, Jesus. Take all our praise. Take all our adoration. Because it is you, O oh Lord, it is you, my Father. All glory and honor be unto you in the name of Jesus. All glory and honor be unto you, my Father. Thank you, Almighty God. It is you that have saved us. It is you that have delivered us. It is you that have protected us. It is you that kept us that none of us is missing. Father, oh Lord, we can look around. We can look at ourselves and say, yes, none of us is missing. The Lord has kept us. The Lord has provided for us. The Lord answered our prayers in 2020. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. May your name be glorified. Father, we thank you and we appreciate you. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. We bless your name, O oh Lord, for your sustenance. You sustained us throughout 2020. Almighty God, we can see your hand in our lives. We can see what you are doing, what you have done for us. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus, blessed be your name. 
In the name of Jesus, blessed be your name. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you, almighty God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. At this hour, we plead the blood, O oh Lord, as we are stepping into 2021. My Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood. The blood of Jesus, the blood that makes us whole. By the blood we are saved. By the blood we are made whole. Father, we plead the blood. Jehovah, we plead the blood. Almighty God, we step, O oh Lord, we are stepping into 2021 by your grace, by your mercy, by your power, by your favor, in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, we step into, we are stepping into 2021, my Father. We say thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We you, thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, started this journey in 2020, uh, 2020, but today there are no more. But it was not because of what we have done, but because of the love and compassion that you have decided to show unto us. Because of that, Lord, we say thank you. Almighty God, we say thank you. Jehovah God, we say thank you. We Amen. give praise. My Father, O oh Lord, as we step into 2021, I pray, Almighty God, that you will deliver us of every that is not yours in the name of God. We will not carry, O oh Lord, evil Amen. Lord, 2021 in the name of Jesus. My Father, as we cross over, I pray, Almighty God, let every Egyptian in our lives be drowned in the Red Sea. Let them not cross over with us in the name of Jesus. As we cross over, we are not crossing over with sorrow. As we cross over, we are not crossing over with sickness. As we cross over, we are not crossing over with pain. In the name of Jesus, I pray, my Father, my God, we are crossing over in victory. We are crossing over, oh Lord, in prosperity. We are crossing over in the name of Jesus. My Father, we want to say thank you, Lord. We know the thought you have for us is the thought of good, not of evil, to give us an expected end. That is our portion as we cross over in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. We want to appreciate you. We give you all the praise. As we proceed, Lord, we pray that our heavens be open as we cross over in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Thank you, King of Glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me start off with a, a hopefully interesting uh, anecdote, and then we will uh, move on into what we should be doing and then we will wait with anticipation for uh, the first minute of 2021. Now the story goes that a priest died following a road accident 
and is awaiting his turn to enter heaven. Now ahead of him is a guy with untidy hair, unshaven face, and tattoos all over his arms and body and head and everywhere. Uh, now St. Peter, standing at the gate of heaven, says to this untidy, tattooed man, please tell me your name, your profession, your city, so that I may check the book of life and see whether your name is in it. So this burly man says, my name is Andrew and I drive the Green Line bus in Delhi. St. Peter checks his book, smiles and says to Mr. Andrew, please take this silk robe, the golden scarf and enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now it's the priest's turn. So he says, I am Reverend Barnabas and I am the lead pastor in the All Saints Church. St. Peter checks his book and then he sighs and says to Reverend Barnabas, please take this cotton robe and enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hey, wait a minute says the agonized priest. How come that foul-mouthed, untidy, rash driver tattooed all over his body is given a silk robe and a golden scarf while I, a priest of 40 years of service for the Lord, gets only a cotton robe? Not fair. Well, says St. Peter, results, my friend, Results. While you preached, people slept. But while he drove, people prayed. I pray that today, as I preach, you will not sleep. I know that these are the last minutes of 2020. And very often, most of the days, most of us would have been in bed. Asleep. But today, let's not sleep because we are going to welcome with all the joy that we can muster at this point of time, 2021. Shall we take a minute to just thank God for the year gone by? Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Father, for this privilege that we have, Lord Father, that in these closing minutes of the year 2020, each one of us gathered here, Lord Father, has chosen to be in your presence, Lord Father, because we know, Lord Father, that with you is our life, Lord Father. And without you, we are lost. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to minister unto us today. Before the, the clock strikes 12, minister unto us, Lord. And after the clock strikes 12, continue to minister unto us, Lord Father. We do not want to step into the new year without you, Lord. Be with every one of us, Lord Father. Keep us alert. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that as you minister to us, Lord Father, you will indeed speak to our inner person, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we open our Bibles and read one single verse, which is Romans chapter 14, verse 12. 
and I will encourage all of us to open our Bibles to Romans chapter 14, verse 12. It's a straightforward statement. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. And I want us to just keep thinking about that verse because each of us shall be called to give an account of ourselves to God. In a while, we shall welcome the first day of January 2021. Now, do you know what the word January means? Or what's the origin of that word? In Roman mythology, the God of beginnings and endings, the God of doorways, was known as Janus. And in Greek mythology, this same God Janus is always represented as a two-faced character. One face looking at the past year and the other face looking forward to the forthcoming year. And it is from that mythological character that we get the first month of the year every year, which is January. And so before we step into 2021 and look forward into 2021, we need to look back at 2020 and see how we fared. In many places of the Bible, we are told to look forward and not to dwell on the past. But very early in scriptural history, if you go very early into the books, the book of Genesis, we actually have a recorded instance when God himself looked back at what he had done. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. And it is written there, Genesis chapter 131. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and morning were the sixth day. God reviewed everything that he had done, and the report was this, indeed it was very good. So over the next few minutes, please allow me to ask you a few questions that are meant to review what you and I have done in 2020. If you have a pen, please note down these questions because each of us needs to give an account for ourselves. I shall ask the questions, but I shall not answer them. Each of us has to answer for ourselves. And for want of time, I shall not elaborate too much on any of the questions. So question number one is this. Have I been obedient in everything God asked me to do this year? This is the last day of 2020. And as we look back on 365 days, the first question we have is this. 
Have I been obedient to everything God asked me to do this year? God is not interested in your sacrifices. He's not interested in my sacrifices. He's not interested in our weekly or monthly offerings. He's not interested in excuses. The only thing that pleases God is your obedience and my obedience. It is better to be obedient to God than anything else. Now, have you lived your life in obedience to God? Or have you chosen to live your life this year according to your plans or even those of the world? That's the first question. Have I been obedient in everything God asked me to do this year? Question number two. Have I been thankful for everything God has done for me? Have I been thankful for everything that God has done for me? God has protected. He has preserved you and me from all forms of illness, including COVID-19. Most of us still have our jobs. Many of us still draw salaries. We have our homes and we have food on our tables and we have a shirt or a dress on our back. Have you and I taken time to thank God for his protection, for his provision, for his blessings, his everything in our lives. At a time when the whole world is frustrated, at a time when the whole world has lost a lot of things, and a lot of people don't know, they don't want to see tomorrow, what about you and me? Can we look back and say, yes, things might have been tough out there, but I've got to be thankful to God. Question number three. Have I lived a clean, pure and holy life this year? Have I lived a clean, pure and holy life this year. You see, that's something that God has always said. Be ye holy, for I am holy. He hasn't given us a choice there. He, ha he hasn't said, if you wish to be holy, be ye holy. It's a statement. He's just given us a statement. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And 2020 was the year of the word in Bread of Life. Have we meditated on the word of God to understand what it means to live clean lives, pure lives, holy lives? Have we been clean and pure and holy in our thoughts, our words, our actions, our interactions, our relationships? You name it, how have we lived our lives? Is God pleased with the way we lived in 2020? 
Remember, each of us has to give an account for himself. Question number four. Have I been faithful to the Lord? Have I been faithful to the Lord? We often sing a song, what a faithful God we have. The question is not about God's faithfulness. The question is about our faithfulness to God. You look into the almanac of the various songs, whether they are the old hymns, which many of us have forgotten now, or these new contemporary songs, you will not find a song which talks about what a, what a faithful man I have been. There is no such song. It's always what a faithful God we have. But the question is, have you and I been faithful to the Lord in 2020? Has our creator God, the God of the universe, the one and only God who exists, has he been the only God we have faithfully followed this year? Or have there been little gods we have chased after? Question number five. And that's my last question. Have I served my God, the creator of heaven and earth, with all that I have? Have I served my God, with all that I have. You and I have not been called to be served. We have been called to serve. Have we done it? Have we used wholeheartedly the talents, the gifts that God has given to each and every one of us? And have we used it to serve God Now, some of us or some of you might have answered a resounding yes to all the five questions I have raised. If that's so great, good for you. But many of you, like me, have probably said yes to one or two, maybe to one or two, and no to one or two of these questions. Now, that's all right because we have a God of second chances. We have a God who's so mindful of us that he does all that he possibly can so that you and I can have another chance, a better future, a beautiful tomorrow. That's our God. We have a God who desires that our 2021 is better than 2020. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 6 to 9, we won't read that. We read the parable of the, the barren fig tree. Many of us are like that fig tree. We have been fed, we have been nourished, we have been fertilized, and the Lord has waited for us to bring forth fruit. But we haven't brought forth fruit. Week after week, month after month, we have grown fat with the word of God, but have neither applied it in our lives, nor lived it out, nor shared it with others. 
in a 1948 speech to the House of Commons, Winston Churchill, quoting George Santayana, said this, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Today, you and I have an opportunity to learn from the history of 2020. Are we going to learn from our experiences of this year? Or are we going to do the same things over and over again in 2021 and beyond? The fig tree, according to verse 8 of Luke 13, was given one additional year to bear fruit. You and I have been given some extra time to make course corrections in our life. And as I close, let me remind you of something that we have already read. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. God created you and me. And when he created you, and when he created me, he looked on you, he looked on me, and what he said was this, it is indeed very good. You are indeed very good. Because you and I have been created in the image of God. Let no one confuse you about this. God created you very good. And indeed, you are very good. And the fruit you are expected to produce will be very good. And that's what 2021 is going to be for us. Not only the year is going to be very good, but the fruit you are going to bear is going to be very good in 2021. But we have to look back because we have made mistakes. 2020 was a strange year. And we have had to do things that we are not used to doing. There are lessons for us to learn. Maybe we were not obedient or thankful or clean and holy. Maybe we were not faithful or maybe we have not served God the way we should have served him. Let us look back on 2020, each of us, and identify where we have made mistakes. Let us identify where we have to make course corrections. And let 2021 be a year of new beginnings. Let not history repeat itself. Let's ask God to give us one more chance and a new beginning. As Pastor Francis takes over, church, prepare for a new beginning. God bless you, church. Have a blessed new year. Amen. Pastor Francis, please take over. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. And I believe that uh, boldly we can review those questions that have been asked. Have I the obedience to everything God has asked me to do this year? In another two and a half minutes, we'll be welcoming the new year. I'm sure you can smell it. You can feel it. You can see it. For you, 
remain seated or where you are today. It is not by your own power. It is not by your own thinking. It is not that you are eating uh, healthy food. It is by the grace. Before we enter into the new year, why can't you begin to appreciate God? I want you to look back, think about what God has done for you this year. If you are thinking that, okay, whatever has happened, you have not benefited this year. From the scripture that pastor read at the beginning, forget not about his benefits. Begin to appreciate him as we are about to step into the new year. Appreciate everything that he has done for you. For his loving kindness, appreciate him. Who has not allowed your life to be destroyed, appreciate him. You have walked where this coronavirus is. He delivers you. He saved you. He guides you. He piloted you. Safely. That is God for you. Why can't you use these few minutes before this year, this great year's rollout, and appreciate him? That, Lord, I thank you that you allow me to see the beginning of this year, and here I am, I'm witnessing the last minute of the year. Father, it is your favor. It is your mercy that endures forever in our life. We bless your name. Begin to appreciate God. Appreciate God over your spouses, over your children, over everything that belongs to you. Your vehicle, your car, your personal things. Appreciate God. There are a lot of people that have lost these things. But here you are. You have life. The Bible says, let everything that have life, praise God. For you that you can see, praise God. For you that you can hear me right now, praise God. Forget not all his benefits. Lift his name up. The yes, the clock is ticking, is ticking, is ticking. When you appreciate as you step into the new year that God Almighty will renew that mercy for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Think back and look back and think about what God has done for you. He satisfies your mouth with good things. That's what Psalm 103 verse 5 says. He renew you like eagle. He guides you. He gives you strength. Appreciate him. Bless his holy name. Think of what has happened. Think of these great years that is going. Think about it for a few seconds. Brethren, glory be to God. I welcome you to year 2021 in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to greet whosoever is closer to you. Happy New Year. We are now in the year 2021. That great year, 2020, he's gone. And he's gone with all his trouble. He's gone with all his, his, his difficulties. He's gone with all the diseases. The God Almighty is here. He's here with us. In this new year that we have just stepped in right now, greet everyone that is closer to you. Greet every one of them that, Lord, I thank you. I witnessed this year. I will give you two, three minutes. I want you to sing in your own language. I want you to sing. Please mute your mic. I want you to rejoice in your home. I want you to celebrate this new year. Thank I want you, you to thank appreciate. You. Mute your mic, please. Mute your mic as you celebrate in your home. As you sing in your home, as you dance to the glory of God, as you praise him, if you don't know how to sing, begin to appreciate God. Appreciate him because he's God that is alive. He's a living God. Thank him because he's God that made everything possible for you. 
We are in this, we are into new year. I want you to begin to bless him. I want you to begin to appreciate him for what he has done. Bless his holy name because he is mighty God. In your home, in your home, wherever you are, appreciate him in the way that you have, you know that he has done a great thing in your life. Thank him for, for, for the good thing that he has done. You can sing. I want you to sing. I want you to dance, but boot your mind in your home. God is listening. If we are in the church, this is the time for us to dance. This is the time for us to appreciate him. You are very seen when we are happy, Jehovah. You are the most high God. You are the reason why we are singing Jehovah. You are the most high God. Jehovah, you are, you are, you are, you are the most high God. Jehovah, you are, you are, you are the reason why we are happy, Jehovah. You are the most high God. You are the reason why we are singing, Jehovah. You are the most high God. Jehovah, you are. You are the most high God. Jehovah, you are. You are the most high God. Begin to appreciate him, thank him, look back, appreciate him for what he has done. Give him all the glory, give him all the honor, give him all the honor, praise him, bless his holy name, because he's the one that affects you right from January of last year up to this time. He allowed you to see the end of that year. He allowed you to see the end of last year. Appreciate him. Thank him. Lift his name up. Glorify his holy name. Honor him with your praises. Honor him with your voice. Honor him with your power. Honor him with everything that he has given unto you. It is him alone. It is him alone that make it happen. That you witness today. It is him alone that allow you to know today. It is him alone that allow you to cross over to new year. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank him, thank him. Because when you thank him, he's going to perfect all that concerns you this year. Forget that year to 2020. He's gone. He's gone with all his trouble. He's gone. He's gone with all his trouble, all his problem. He's gone. The, the Lord is here. This is the year for the Lord. This is the year. God is here. He's going to listen. He's going to help us. He's going to lead us. He's going to direct us. He's going to protect us in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God Almighty will fulfill all that concerns us in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that as we step into this new year, the, the power of God will, will rekindle in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, brethren, Brethren, we have crossed over to the new year. What is your plan? What plan do you have for this year? You have experience of difficult, very difficult year. 2020 was a tough year for everybody. He caged everybody. He has not, he, dis, he disrupts every plan that every 
human beings on this earth plan. Even the nation, all their plan that year, that great year of 2020, he destructed, he changed the path, he changed the movement of that, of, of everyone. He changed businesses. So this year, in another five minutes, I want you to think of what you want God to do for you this year. This year is not going to be like last year because his mercy endures forever. You have to make the list of what you are going, what you want God to do for you this year. As you are going to rededicate your life before him. In dedicating the life from the question that pastor asked us, from the question that pastor asked, he asked, there's one question I held on to there. He said, have I been obedient to everything that, that God asked me to do this year? I mean last year now. This year that I've just passed. Have you been obedient? If you have not, you need to rededicate yourself. And when you are rededicating your life unto God, it means you need to confess your sin. As you are making that your list within your mind, or if you are writing it down in your home, begin to tell God those areas that you felt that, yes, Lord, I've moved away from you. I've not done what you asked me to do. You ask for forgiveness, that Lord, forgive me. Have mercy, Lord. This is new year. Forgive me. Every area that I, I, I look like a filthy garment before you, have mercy and forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor asked the question, have I lived a clean, pure, and holy life that past year? Think about it. If your life has not been in the structure that is expected of the child of God, this is the time for you to confess that God, I'm ready to rededicate my life for you. I'm ready to serve you. In those areas where God has asked you to serve him, have you really served him wholeheartedly? In the assignment that God has given unto you, have you really carried out those assignments very well? Lord, I'm ready this year. Send me, I will go. Send me, I will go. I'm ready this year. Begin to tell God, Lord, I'm ready to dedicate my life for you this year. I'm ready to live my life for you in the mighty name of Jesus. This is new year. Rededicate your life. Rededicate the life of your spouse. Rededicate the life of your children. Even your job, rededicate it to God. God, I'm bringing my job to you. My job I've suffered last year. I'm rededicating it to you. I leave everything unto you. Perfect it in the mighty name of Jesus. Tell God, the time is very short. We just have about one and a half minutes to rededicate our life. You know all those areas that you want God to touch you this year. You know those areas that you want God to lead you. You know those areas that you want God to surprise you. Don't wait that in the middle of the year you want to share testimony. Let your testimony begin now. Put everything before God. Table it before God. He's listening. He has the listening here. He's going to listen to us. Dedicate your life. Rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. He's going to guide you. He's going to, to, to lead you. He's going to guide your path this year. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name because your children have come before you. Whatever the sin that they have committed, that made them like a filthy garment before you. Father, because we want to get closer to you. Have mercy, Lord, and forgive us in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that attached 
to us like a cloth to the body that's attached to us. Father, use the blood of Jesus to cleanse it and wash us clean in the mighty name of Jesus. We rededicate our life to you that we want to serve you this new year, 2021. We want God, we want people to see that we are serving a living God. We want people to know that we are serving a living God. We want people to realize and say, what kind of religion is he doing? They will say he's a Christian. Yes, that is the kind of testimony that your life should portray this new year. That your job that is suffering, that your, your children, your child, that you are thinking there is no hope. Hope has come. This year, hope has come. God is on the throne. He's ready. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name because you allow us to cross that great year, 2020. Here we are in this fresh new, new, new year. Father, fulfill all your promises in the life of the brethren in the mighty name of Jesus. As they table their request before you, as they rededicate their life to you, Father, we pray, almighty God, right from now, you begin to answer them. Testimony begin to follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Brethren, once again, Happy New Year. On behalf of Leadership for Bread of Life, I welcome you to the new year. By God's grace, your testimony starts right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. Over to you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go to the message with the Linden. For the captain of the whole spirit, Jesus, we are following in his footsteps. No foe can stand against us in our praise. For the captain of the whole spirit, Jesus, we are following in his footsteps. No Thank you.
Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we praise you and we thank you for the privilege of entering into your new year 2021. As you are good to us in the last one year of 2020, Lord, and now it is our privilege, it is our blessings, and we are entering along with you, marching on into 2021. We give all glory, all honor, all praises unto you. We also commit the rest of the hours and also the word, what you put in our heart. Lord, for this time of meditation, let your word as its purpose in our life. In Jesus' precious name you pray. Amen. Once again, it's my privilege to share God's word in this new year. And... Uh, Today, the, for our meditation, I have chosen Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. And in this, I titled the message, New Life for Dry Bones. New Life for Dry Bones. The first part is the vision about the dry bones. This is Ezekiel's way of telling us that somehow and some way the Lord appeared to him in a vision. Ezekiel was not really able to explain how it had happened. But in some mysterious and spiritual way, the Lord communicated with and to Ezekiel. In the vision, Ezekiel is put into the middle of the valley. What a, if you imagine in the middle of the valley, and it is a very miserable place, the valley is full of human bones, baked white and dry on the desert floor. It seems that a large army had been defeated here. Maybe Ezekiel was looking at the bones of his own countrymen. Whereas the valley, the symbolism of the bones is clear. That is, Israel is dead. She is as dead as all those dry. White bones, that is, that means in the, because of the suns and the rains, and it became white. In fact, the people in the depression of the exile identify themselves with the dry white bones. They say to one another, the bones, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off. That you can see from Ezekiel 37, verse 11, B. That means, indeed, we have no spirit, nor strength, nor courage, nor life in us. And our hope is lost. Our hope is lost. That was, that might, they might be thinking of. As Ezekiel's surprise is a horrible sight, 
God asked him a surprise, surprising question. Verse 3. Son of man, can these bones live? The question is facing in such a way that the only possible answer is definitely no. No God. These bones cannot live. That should be the answer. But the bones are, because the bones are old and chipped and cracked and scattered. No God, these bones cannot live. That should have been an answer. When that is the answer we expect, that is not the answer Ezekiel gives here. Ezekiel says, O Lord God, you alone know. Ezekiel gives that answer as a safe and it is a good answer as well to, his, uh, to the Lord's question. These bones live. Who knows? Says Ezekiel, with you, everything is possible. With you, everything is possible. That should be in his mind, in his heart. Ezekiel knows that the power of God raised above power of grave. He knows how the Lord used Elijah to bring to life the widow of Saripath's sons, the dead son that we read in 1 Kings chapter 17, 21 to 22. And he stretched himself upon the child three times. And, the and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let these child souls come to him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revealed. He knows. Another example also he has, said in, he has seen in his days with Elijah. Elisha, empowered by God to raise from the dead the Sunamite's woman's son. So 2 Kings chapter 4, 8 to 37, I'm not going to read it. So since he had an experience, maybe with that hope, he should have answered. Like this, with a hope. And now, this passage, God dramatically shows Ezekiel's power over life and death into two stages. How is it? Verse 4, according to verse 4, what he says, God tells Ezekiel to preach or prophesy to the bones. I try to imagine myself in such a spot and then God says to me, son of man, preach. Prophesy to this bone. You got to be, you might be thinking that as he, God is joking. Indeed, it is not. Ezekiel 37, 4 says, again he said to me, prophesy to this bone and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Ezekiel listened to God and he preaches. The results are amazing. 
the scattered bones being to clank and clink and rattle they move toward each other and are joined together forming human skeletons miraculously muscles and flesh are fitted to each skeleton but they are still dead the second phase how god works is god commands ezekiel speak to the wind before that what we have seen in ezekiel's action what we understand even though in the impossible situation as he is facing and one thing we should understand from him is the obedience what god said even looking at the dry bone he said to him you speak you prophesy to this dry bones which was scattered which was chipped and there is no evident of which bone belongs to which skeleton in that situation obeying to god is not something small it is a great thing that's what the first thing god is expecting us and that's what came to the first part of the message have you obedient to everything what god asked us to do yes if we are in his position just think is it possible to do so anyhow let's move on second god commands ezekiel to speak to the wind addressing the four corners of the earth verse 9 says he also said to me prophesy to the uh, to uh, prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to the breath thus says the lord god come from the four winds o breath and breathe on this slain and they may live so when he called what has happened to blow over the the breath of god to blow over the bodies and give them life as he speaks breath came into them the bodies stand up alive virtual army where moments before had been only dry and the bleached bones does this vision it remains to anything but it reminds me of the beginning how god created the human the man the first man genesis 27 first he created him with mud then what he says he breathed to him the nostrils then he became life so in the same way in the valley the dry bones ezekiel witnesses god's creative power at work what god does in that valley is exactly the same as what he did on the last day of creation when he made the first man secondly the promise of new life the promise of new life what is the meaning of this vision what is 
the Lord's message here. When you look at, when you open your Bible, when you look at, and the whole passage from 1 to 14, the first word says, the first word says, what is it? The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. When I think of God does not, not only speak to us in your closet, in our temple, or when we go to the church, or when we are in a holy going to the holy place, whatever it is you imagine. He also takes us, the spirit of God will work in us and with us to us, even in the valleys. That is one of the things. If God wants to speak, he will speak anywhere else. What was happened to even our Lord Jesus Christ? In Matthew 16, 3, chapter verse 16 to chapter 4, 1, if you read it, what happened? After when Jesus was baptized, what has come? He came out of the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and uh, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately what has happened after that? Chapter 4 verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. So the Spirit can take us to wilderness experience or in the valley experiences. We may think in our day-to-day -day life, our life is just like a wilderness. No hell, no hope, desperation, disappointment. Like that you can imagine anything when you compare with your life. Where is God? Maybe like Ezekiel's life, what has happened? He may not take us to the valley. Even if he takes to the valley, the Spirit of God will speak to us. Are we ready to obey? That's the important thing. So here, the purpose of the vision is, to an Israel. We know, we all believe that we are spiritual Israelites. So keep that in mind. Let me sing, bring three things for you. The purpose of this vision. To an Israel who are full of gloom and in a state of despair and depression, the vision of the valley of dry bones is a message of hope. The message of hope. Secondly, to an Israel who have watched the death and the destruction of their land, their people, their city, and their temple, the vision of the valley of the dry bones is a message of encouragement. A message of encouragement. Thirdly, to an Israel 
who identify themselves with the dry and white bones the vision of the valley of the dry bone is a message of joyfulness a message of joyfulness so this vision the purpose of this vision is it gives us the message of hope message of encouragement and a message of joyfulness god is telling a hopeless dejected people about new life and a joyful life that is coming their way if you are past days or your past year 2020 was in the last days or in the beginning or in the middle anywhere somewhere during that time or even before 2020 the last minute if you had a hopeless situation or you are dejected depressed discouraged for you the message is new life and a joyful life that is coming on your way and already came in 2021 the vision of the valley of dry bones is a promise to israel of better things to come yes now right now smoke is still rising from the remains of the temple of the place and the jerusalem walls are ruined yes the skeletons on corpses the israelites corpses scattered at the countryside yet new life will come flourish the new life will come and flourish so don't be discouraged don't be disappointed don't give up hope don't let depression take over you that is the purpose of this vision thirdly the fulfillment of the promise what is the fulfillment of this promise i am not continuing about the fulfillment or the history of israel in that direction i wanted to turn but this vision reminds us that at the end time we will see another fulfillment what is that for the lord himself will come down from heaven even the illustration what pastor given in the beginning so himself will come from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangels and with the trumpet call of god and the dead will rise that we see in first thessalonian chapter 4 verse 16 and also revelation 20 verse 13 says the sea will give up the dead that are in it the death and hades will give up the dead that are in them this is what we know as the resurrection of the body the fulfillment of his prophecy he brings life by spirit through the word he brings life by the spirit and through the word something mysterious and beautiful thing happens when we place ourselves under the word the spirit produces faith and makes us born again our god is almighty by the holy spirit and through the word 
as he is able to bring life to the dry white bones, he is able to give you new life to the deadest sinner and a backslidden believer, giving hope to the hopeless. Let us see in the New Testament what Paul says from there. And the second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What is here? What it says? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. In the same way, what he says, let us turn to Ephesians chapter 4, actually from verse 17 to 24, but I go on from 20 to 24. About put on a new man. What it says, Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 20 to 24. Keep open your Bible. But you have not so learned Christ. The word. But points us back to what we saw previously in Ephesians 17 to 19. There, we saw the mind is the core problem with all people. That the person who is not a believer in Jesus Christ as a futile useless way of thinking. They are ignorant and they have heard their understanding talked. And as a believers, while we too were once in that way, we should not live longer like that. So how did we know or learn Christ? How did we know and learn Christ? The answer is verse 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Nothing but by the word and the spirit of God. But one condition. What is that condition? Verse 22 gives an answer. Put off the old man. If he wanted to be Become your new creation. Put off first the old man. Verse 22. That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. The first thing to do. If you are going to learn Christ. If you are going to walk in purity. That's what the message came to us. Do we live a pure, holy life? If we wanted to, this is what God wants us to live. If we wanted to live and walk in purity, if you are going to become a holy disciple of Christ, is to put off the old man. The term Paul uses here are, put off means to take off or to strike off. It is frequently used of getting out of filthy clothes. That means it is characterized by the deceitful lust and everything 
that we see in Ephesians 19 to 17 to 19, which is our former contact, the way we may live used to live. The second thing is after putting off, put on the new man. Put on the new man. Ephesians 23, 24. 23 and 24. What he says. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. According to Ephesians 4.24, it has been created according to God in righteousness and holiness. Created according to God means that is a new creation. Paul is not telling us to renovate your mind or remake of your old man into new man, but he is telling us to put on completely new and a different man. We are not putting on old clothes after they have been washed and mentored. A whole new set of clothes. Your whole new man, God is expecting us in 2021. And in this creation, is according to God. In other words, it is what God is. As we know, our God is holy. God wants us to be holy. And that is what the real expectation as a child of God. As we are seeing in the scriptures, what we said in this, in the above, in the Thessalonians, it is not our the vision, our hope is not for the time. Our hope is for eternity. God created in such a way that we should be with him forever and ever. Even though he promised us, I will be with you forever and ever. That is true, he said. But are we worthy or are we prepared to be holy, uh, to be holy, to be with him? So here, the Paul says here, we become like him in his true righteousness and holiness. What does it mean? Righteousness, verse 24. Righteousness and holiness. Righteousness refers to how we interact in our relationship with other people. Once again, I repeat it to you. Righteousness referred to how we interact or maintain our relationship with our other people of this world. Holiness refers to how we interact in our relationship with God. Holiness refers to how we interact or develop or maintain our relationship with God. That is what in the great commandments is covers. Love God and love our neighbor. As a conclusion, today is the new year. Today we celebrate new year. Today we celebrate what God by his power has done and will do at the grave. But we also celebrate what God is doing by a spirit and through the word, it takes dry white bones and gives them life. 
how we praise thank god for his great and marvelous work as god brought a new life and a hope to the dry bones scattered across the ezekiel's valley god can do the same for us where there seems to be no way forward god knows our future it is not just the way for the distance what you see but our destiny is known to him our future is in his hand god knows it as we trust him we got to know god better in the process so here the promise for this year is ezekiel 37 verse 14 ezekiel 37 verse 14 i will put my spirit in you and you shall live and i will place you in your own land then you shall know that i the lord has spoken it and performed it says the lord it may not be looks to you as a Uh, as the redeemed or the easy scripture to memorize but there is a truth in it what is that he himself will put his spirit in us already it is there that has to be quick and if it is, if it is dead and you shall live live forever live a holy life and i will place you in your own land where god wants us our destiny we know but where we are god is the one who keeps us he said he promised i will place you in your own land then you shall know that i the lord has spoken it and performed it i have spoken it and performed it so whatever god has spoken to us personally and as a church he will yes he has spoken he will definitely perform it that is the word of the lord and i take this opportunity to declare this year as year 2021 as the year of holiness in the name of the father of the son and of the holy spirit the precept for this year is Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 This is our part you put on new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness already i explained to you what is righteousness and holiness it is not just righteousness and just holiness in true righteousness and holiness wishing you all Yes, spirit-filled New Year, twenty twenty-one. God bless you. Leave it to Pastor.